You are listening to Hashtag Breaking the Myth by Psych Began Network Nepal. We are a non-profit organization based out of Nepal that serves to advocate for mental health awareness. Through this podcast, we wish to break certain misconceptions that might surround the idea of mental health and its care and hope to break some popular myths we often see in media. If you like this episode, share it with your friends or anyone else who might appreciate it. Hello and welcome back to Hashtag Breaking the Myth podcast. You are here with um, your hosts with the most. Uh, my name is Ash and I also have here um, Kripa Di uh, with me. She, uh, we'll do a little introductions to start with uh, in case you guys don't know us from before. Um, I'm Ash. I have a bachelor's degree in psychology from Furman University, South Carolina. I have a background in research within body image, childhood psychology, um, and I've lived uh, pretty much everywhere. So uh, I'm very interested in what the human experience is like and generally uh, breaking the myths around mental health. Pribadi, a short introduction for you. Hi, Aishwarya. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me once again, Aishwarya. I'm excited today as well. So I'm Kripa Sigdhan. I'm doing my PhD in psychology. Uh, I'm academician and mental health counselor by profession. I do teach uh, to undergrad and grad students in Nepal. And uh, I'm also co-founder of PsychPK Network Nepal. Uh, yes, that is me. All right. Awesome. Uh, nice and crisp. So today we want to dive into um, something that we all, uh, you know, are surrounded by and especially with the pandemic are talking a lot about is the topic of depression. Oops, I said it. (laughs) I know a lot of people don't like talking about it, but that's why we're here today. So it is definitely something uh, that is clinically uh, defined as something that is a mental health disorder. Uh, but it can look like so many different things. So Kripadi, do you want to just kind of talk about what depression really means? Uh, sure, I should. And like you said, nobody wants to talk about the real depression. So it is very good that we started talking about this clinical depression in our episode today. Uh, since depression is a mood disorder, uh, so it is a disorder. Oh, the biggest myth is people consider some depression is a normal sadness sometimes, but it is the clinical disorder. Uh, and then this 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 marks this persistent uh, feeling of sadness and loss of interest. Uh, in, there are so many symptoms that would define depression and understanding those symptoms would make us easier to understand depression and that is if someone uh, starts uh, showing certain kind of behavior that is not normal uh, showing certain kind of behavior that is different from what they used to show before and then if them the feelings are persistently sad the feelings are very excessively sad and if they have this constant negative negative thoughts within themselves this constant overwhelmingly negative thought towards themselves, toward the world, toward the future, then, um, and then it if lasts for at least two weeks, because if it, because this is how we differentiate it from normal sadness or normal hopelessness. So if this is shown in an individual, then yes, they are considered as a depressed individual or they are considered as having someone having depression. Uh, so this, this is depression. It is a mood disorder. It is a clinical disorder, uh, which marks persistent feeling, uh, um, persistent uh, feeling of sadness, loss of interest and negative thinking. And this affect how you think, how you feel and how you behave and yes that is depression 
Awesome. So you gave kind of a holistic definition of within clinical psychology, how we do define depression. And if we talk about what it looks like on an everyday level, I think what's important that one of the things that you said is it's different for what's normal for that person. So it's not just mm -hmm. what is normal for society, because at the end of the day, it's important to look at depression or any other mental health disorder as how it affects somebody and it stops them from doing their everyday normal activities so for in my case um you know full disclosure i have struggled with depression for many years uh, probably undiagnosed for many years also and um for me being an extrovert being a uh, quote unquote i think in social media uh this term of high functioning uh, mental health disorders, I think, is really coming up. So uh, it's something that I feel like I relate to because um, on the outside, due to my personality, I think people always think, oh, no, you're so happy. You're so uh, happy-go-lucky. You're always laughing. How could you be depressed? But the reality is um, that these emotions are, uh, you know, only I can know how they differ for me from normal, right? And uh, the other person may not always be able to understand what's normal versus abnormal for that particular person. Um, it's even taboo for me to talk about, I think, uh, this within my family, because I think people see it as such a big deal. You know, it's such a big deal. And it's, why do you think that is? Why do you think people don't want to talk about it? Firstly, thank you so much, Ashura, for putting uh, um, your condition in, in 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 this platform or publicly, uh, because doing that uh, breaks the myth which we are supposed to do from our podcast. Uh, so it is associated with so many myths. So it so so depression is considered as a taboo in today's society uh, because people think that people with depression are weak or they are vulnerable. They are very sensitive. They cannot work or they cannot function properly. Property. depression is not considered as something which can be treatable um, you are, it, it is still difficult for your family to digest that then being in being educated family being the, the professional family you still have difficulty to to let your uh, let your condition in the public absolutely right um, it is difficult for me to talk about it with my family or with my friends um, even though uh, you know we do come from a quote-unquote educated family um, and I think a lot of these ideas are perpetuated through media through our cultures and through what we understand as normal versus abnormal yeah, you are saying depression is still a taboo. People still do not want to talk about it. No matter how educated you are, no matter how professional you become, people do not want to talk about it. Uh, and I think this is because of the myths attached to depression. The, what are some of the stereotypes that you know about um, depressed people that you know people usually have? Uh, for example, people consider um, people consider who are weak are only the pe people who will get depressed. People who are sensitive, who are vulnerable, who are poor are only considered to be uh, the depressed people. Or, or at the same time, people consider this is the this is the disorder which cannot be treated. They, uh, they many people still consider that people who went through depression cannot function properly. They are suicidal. The chances of uh, 
very small things triggering or being stressful to them is very high so they are not given good job opportunity for example in nepal if um, people are diagnosed depressed depression if they are taking medication they are not considered appropriate appropriate to work in any any job or appropriate to work in any high functioning job That's so interesting to me that you said um uh, that people discriminate against people who might be on medication for depression or similar disorders um which is i would say that there still is a stigma in the us in india and you know places like that as well um although in the us it's it's very much a private matter like people don't um it's similar like people don't really talk about the fact that they're on multiple medications which is totally fine it is a personal matter but at times i think um when it comes to professional settings I think that it can even help to know that someone has a you know a condition that they are dealing with. That's why I use this as the episode title, depression and the common cold. So if you got if you were sick at work, if you got the flu, if you got a common cold, you will tell your coworkers, "Hey, I'm not feeling so good. I have a cold, you know." And so I might not be uh, at my best behavior today and I think uh it's okay to treat matters of the mind in the same way because um just because you cannot see it doesn't mean it's not real right when people do not take depression as normal is it has to be because it is the condition of mind right if your body is not feeling good it's it's completely okay if your mind does not feel good sometimes uh so it's better if you take proper care and if you better you understand about this condition more critically then then breaking the myth about the depression might be helpful Exactly and another question that comes up here is instead of talking about uh, depressed people as them right the we all get it everybody gets depressed so it's apart from obviously the diagnosed clinical depression um especially like i said before important in this pandemic when you are not able to continue your everyday activities when you experience a major life change Uh do you have anything to say about the different kinds of depression clinically we are since we are talking about clinical depression then there are different forms and different types of depression uh, depending on the uh, depending on the severity uh, depression is also de- depression is type uh, depression is uh, divided into these three types there that is called mild moderate and severe severe depression and depending on situation there are various type types of depression like uh, dysthymia like situational depression seasonal depression is one the which is very interesting uh to even to read about it and then um, there are major depressive disorders there are major depressive major depression as well and there and uh, and even there are post traumatic uh, depression even uh, there are um, depression which are which are prominent in mothers that is uh, that is pre and postpartum depression so there are various types of depression uh, depending on situation and depending on the severity yeah and i think what really can come out of that is everybody is prone to it so of course some of us maybe are born with these biological what we call in psychology predecessors uh, you know in psychology or biology we use this term a lot but that does not mean that um you know everybody is immune to it which is not like this depression is this big bad evil monster it is it i mean if you want to call it that i mean i know the biggest monster right now is covid but you know it goes hand in hand with uh, with a lot of things that uh, normal people everybody faces so 
just to reiterate some of the things that you mentioned, uh, you know, young mothers with a postpartum depression, that's common. Seasonal depression. Honestly, I have so much to say about that because coming from a sunny country in India where it's sunny 365 days a year and then going to live in Germany where there's no sun to be found for like four to five months of the year, seasonal depression hits hard. It's simply like not getting the sun, you know, it's, it's and it obviously has more more implications to it. But I think it's, it's important to recognize that um, also to not blame yourself, right? I think often with depressed individuals or people who are feeling those type of negative thoughts, naming your problem doesn't mean blaming yourself, you know? And I think uh, for, for people who are maybe going through it or maybe going through these negative emotions, I think uh, if you name it, you are afraid that this label is going to change everyone else's perception of you. I think this adds to the uh, adds to the point which we were talking before that why it is taboo or why uh, people do not want to talk about it because because of this label attached to this because if you have cancer if someone has cancer then nobody is going to see them as a cancer patient throughout their life right but if somebody is suffering from depression and even if they came out of that depression after some time people will be considered or people will be talking about them is someone who is sensitive, who is vulnerable, and who is not in the right frame of mind. So yes, leveling is one of the biggest thing that is attached to depression. So that is making people do not talk about it. And I think uh, going back to what we briefly talked about with media representation. So this is more for the South Asian people who do know about it. But recently I saw in the news how um, a Bollywood actress, Deepika Padukone, um, she became, she was very open about her own struggle with depression. And um, oftentimes a lot of public figures that we know as being very successful, very quote unquote happy, very, you know, rich and having everything that they want. And people always ask the question, oh, how can you be depressed? You know, but truly it doesn't have to, like depression doesn't have to do with your life circumstances. It is an internal state of mind, right? And um, in addition to that, I feel like there's a lot of shaming that came up with it now because now she's being shamed with um, drug abuse and drug use and things like that. So do you want to talk about how maybe those things, uh, you know, interact with each other? For sure, I should have. Like we said before, like we are discussing now as well, and that they are very, in, very interrelated topic. People who um, are considered vulnerable are considered people considered who, who might go through depression. At the same time, they are the one who are blamed for other reasons as well. And even people when they are in not in the right frame of mind or and they are in the depressed mode, they they might find the outlet as they might find substances outlet they might find uh, writing something can be outlet and people just focuses on that on that outlet and consequences not um, the reason behind that that might be depression or that might be their low mood or, or that might be the negative thinking and they might be having uh, so that is all interrelated exactly i think going back to the cancer example when someone tells you that they have cancer or when someone tells you that they uh, you know, have any other physical illness, you don't ask them why, <laughs> you know, why are, exactly. why do we ask, uh, you know, somebody who's depressed or somebody with a mental health condition, why do you have it? What did you do to, you know, somehow deserve what you are feeling, but nobody deserves, uh, you know, 
struggling with mental or physical health issues. It's just something that happens. It is a part of the course of life. And uh, with this, we can also talk about another aspect is who can experience this kind of issues, right? Who can experience mental illness? Anybody can, we can, you can, I can. It, it is this amalgamation or combination of biopsychosocial, what we call in psychology, right? Uh, if I have this biological vulnerability, then this small stressor can be the trigger point for me to go to this episode of depression. And uh, or sometimes because of the thing, situation like COVID or because of the situation like loneliness or financial crisis that can lead to people to be depressed or to go through that phase so anyone can anyone can um, can have anyone can go through this phase so yes why are we not talking about this why are we not on un, un, understanding the intensity of the problem because if you are talking about malaria these days if you are talking about uh, many physical ailments or many physical uh, problems then why aren't we talking about depression because there is a even suggest that people with depression has this higher or highest risk of suicide by 2020 and it is already 2020 and we are not still talking about this issue we are not still teaching our students to uh, to students to find out this the symptoms um, or find out the ways of professional help they can get in the curriculum they, they, they are not taught the they are not taught these conditions they are not taught uh, how to get over these conditions so, so this is a Big question why aren't we doing this i really like the point that you brought up about the fact that it's not being taught to us you know um you know about this i know about this because uh, maybe one because of my own struggles and then two because i decided to study psychology uh while it has been a great journey not everyone has that privilege not everyone has the privilege to go to university and study psychology only to help themselves right um so it's very important that uh you know well, at least in India, I know we barely even think of physical health as very important. Uh, sports are not important. Uh, you know, it's always academics. It's always success, 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 focus, focus, focus. But we don't really understand like how everything else is what is going to lead to our success. Being happy physically and mentally is going to is, is going to be what leads to our success, right? It's not... Um, if you overcome your mental health struggles, uh, you are stronger for it. So this idea that uh, I you are weak uh, somehow because you are uh, you know you are you have a mental health condition is uh, so old school. You know because you actually need more strength, more power, uh, and honestly great thing to have even more support because even a normal individual cannot do big things without other people's support so it's just removing that idea because i think culturally and maybe you can say something about this too um culturally asking for help and asking for support i think is also so taboo because um i uh, you know do have a past of being an overachiever but i think a lot of the times i sacrificed my happiness for it because I thought, oh, if I just get a 98 out of 100, you know, in my exams, like, I'll be happy. Everything will be okay then. But it's not okay. <laughs> if it's okay, it's okay for those 10 minutes that I look at my report card, you know. And, um, yeah, it's just really frustrating to me, uh, this idea that it's, it's uh, not okay to ask for help.
specifically if we talk about gender as well because female we can express right we can cry but men's in our at least in the culture like ours men do not cry they are not considered a good men if they do cry right uh, so yes that is the culture is making uh, people more vulnerable and making people more um, more unhappy and making people uh, more prone to this kind of emotional expression or maybe maybe problem related to emotions because they cannot express that and they cannot outlet that and depression is caused when people starts having those all those negative emotions within themselves and if they do not vent out or let it out then it might it might um, add to the problem more exactly and just going back to how what depression looks like and how different it looks like for people so men versus women uh, exactly i think uh, our cultural uh, notions of emotion are um, you know different for men and women because men uh, have to ha- have this identity of being stronger you know somehow always being the strong person always sticking up for your family or sticking up for um, other men other people whether it's at work and women are able to um, or at least we have more pressure to to show our emotions and to ask for help sometimes even when we don't need it uh you know yeah. so it's 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 very opposite but i think it can um you're absolutely right it can be uh detrimental for for men's mental health too because uh, you know if you're cry you're told to shut up and the only way um sometimes i think some men are okay expressing their emotions is through anger and aggression is not the only emotion right we have a full spectrum of emotions for a reason and it's important to let it out in you know different ways because like you said if you keep those negative feelings inside they just build up just like a pressure cooker you know and this is true for any normal person i think is uh, those emotions build up and uh, you have to find a way to to take them out in a healthy manner and most importantly i should i should also put light in this differences between depression and normal sadness that is also making uh, depression a topic which we are not considering important because uh, sadness because people feel sad in the day to day life right that is part and parcel of their life and when people feel sad they consider or they term is it as depression and then people who actually feel depression or actually go through this condition they are not consider um, or their condition is not considered important or something to uh, to 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 be given more priority or where they can go to professional help so that is even the confusion between this term sadness and depression is making depression the actual clinical depression less prioritized so depression is not the matter to take uh, to take uh, thinly if i have to say and because it, it is a mental health issue and then it, and it should be focused and prioritized as a mental health issue not a normal sadness it is definitely different from regular sadness because like regular sadness leaves you after some time it's not persistent in the way that you don't feel like completing your daily activities right um while we've talked about what it might look like for different kinds of people what if i i come across someone that confesses to me that they they are struggling with depression or i do know of somebody uh that you know struggles with it often how can i be a better uh, support system for them not that you know everybody needs to be a certain kind of support system but i think together if we are more sensitized uh to 
being respectful, I think, for the most part, uh, to depressed individuals, what would that look like? Um, the first one would be act listening, and that is also actively listening, uh, because um, most of the time we do not we do not listen. Uh, we just listen to hear, and that makes the whole difference to the people. So listening is one of the most important thing we should do uh, for any individual who is going through that phase. And the second thing is listening without judgment, without judgment that they are sensitive, they are vulnerable, they are weak, or they are doing this because of this. Without without having any kind of judgment, if you do listen, then that might help that individual. Uh, at the same time, the next thing, the most important thing is if you think that that person is going through something which is not normal condition, which is not um, something you can deal with or you can support uh, support as a supporter, you should uh, direct them to professional help because professional help is the most, if you are talking about any kind of clinical depression. Um, you know, when I am talking about professional help, I meant if, doc, if a psychiatrist or psychologist or counselors, because you have to see professional in order to get treated. And the earlier, the better. Uh, so as a, as, a, as a friend or as a supporter, as a, as a family member, First thing is I have to listen to that individual. I have to listen to that individual without any judgment. I have to have empathy as well so that I can feel what they are feeling or what, what kind of emotions they are going through. And then the, the next immediate step would be direct them to professional help. Uh, some of the key things to take from that is just, you know, listen and be in, and be empathetic. Empathy is just basically, you know, understanding and, and putting yourself in that person's shoes even though you haven't directly experienced that, you know, thing. And then additionally, listening without judgment is when you listen, just focus on the other person. Don't worry about what you think of it, what they may think of your reaction. So I think it's important to get out of your own head if you really want to be supportive to somebody who wants to talk about it with you. And then most importantly, uh, you know, help direct them to professional help. It's, you're not a therapist. You don't have to be your friend's therapist. You don't have to be your family member's therapist. I'm really happy to be a part of society, especially here in India, where we, we don't let others suffer alone. I think that's a big characteristic of Eastern cultures is we do try to be of help. But it's important to understand the places where the help exhausts itself. You cannot fix someone else's life. You cannot fix someone else's feelings and thoughts. But what you can do is just give them space to express them or you can, uh, if they really want, you know, if they're okay, if they have the resources to find that professional help, you can be a support system for them. So it's important to recognize that uh, we're not preaching uh, that you become your friend's therapist, but it's just, you know, be sensitive, uh, listen before you give advice, because more than likely they're not looking for your advice. Right, right, very rightly said, because they do not need advice at all. They just want someone to lean to and someone to uh, talk to. So this is important. This is important. And uh, at the end, I would like to add one statement for this. Depression does not have face. We do not uh, even understand. We cannot even recognize who is going through depression. Listen in between the lines. Listen to the expression. Read the expressions and then observe them carefully and and then you might be just able to help someone. If they aren't being their usual selves, just ask them if they're okay. You know what I mean? And you don't have to be inquisitive. You don't have to tell them what to do. You don't have to tell them 
what's right or wrong. But, uh, you know, in those moments, I think, especially right now, um, you know, in the pandemic, it's important that we support each other. It's important that we check in on each other. Even in our uh, in our meet in our weekly meetings at at PNN, we we do a, we start the meeting with a check in. We ask each other how our week has been, and uh, you know, if if someone who's super talkative doesn't talk as much in the meeting, then we're like, okay, so what's up? Like, tell us more. So you know, things like that, um, you know, can maybe help, like you said, read between the lines. Uh, instead of asking how are you you can just start asking how are you feeling and that make that make difference and to end this uh, wonderful episode with golden words like you said it's okay to not be okay it's okay to talk about depression it's no different from another physical condition and if you are looking for help uh, there's so many resources online um like your buddy might know a little bit better about the resources available in nepal do you want to talk about that uh, so there are so many virtual sessions going on. Even from PNN also, we provide free counseling services every Friday. It's a part of relation. And we are also providing counseling services, professional counseling service. And likewise, there are so many free hotline numbers. Uh, so we'll be at attaching those hotline numbers along with this podcast as well for Nepal. And I'm sure there are so many in India as well. Yeah, I, I do believe we came up with a new uh, suicide helpline that just was came up in the pandemic. So I'll be I'll be leaving that in the uh, description as well. So, um, you know, talk to your friends, talk to your family, the more you talk about it, the less the stigma will become. So thanks again for joining us on this episode of hashtag breaking the myth. And we will see you next time. Thank you. Ashira. Earlier, earlier, the better. Let's talk about mental health.